and welcome back to He's a Rubber What. We have a few announcements to make before we start our episode today. For one, we have a little bit of a new format. It's not based on episodes, but based on what we want to talk about, like sporadically. Like in the last episode, I think you can see it. We very we don't talk based in the sequence of orders. We talk based on like what we thought was important, and we went back and forth.、Mm-hmm. So we decided that that was a better format. It was more natural for us, and so because of that, we are.、Um, We are going to mention what episodes we have watched in the beginning. For those of you who started One Piece, I know a lot of you have not watched One Piece before. I'm very excited about that.、Mm-hmm. Some people have started watching One Piece because of this podcast, and that's really cool and awesome. So,、uh, because of that, we're going to start saying what episodes we're watching, and then so、uh, so that you guys don't get any spoilers. And you can watch One Piece on Netflix and on Hulu, I believe. Those are the two platforms you can watch it online.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, one more announcement: we have international listeners,、Yay. thanks to yours truly, Hawa, my cousin Zakaria. If you're listening to this, <laughs> thank you very much. Shout out! <laughs> He's got his, you know, London people listening. I'm very appreciative of、mm-hmm. that. That's really awesome and cool. Those are the announcements for today's episodes, and we will jump right in to Kokiyashi. Vi- Kokiyashi. We will jump right in <laughs> to Kokiyashi Village and Arlong Park. No, <laughs> Arlong Park. Arlong Park. <laughs> Arlong Park. The Arlong Park arc. Yes. Okay, so I think I want you to start because I want to know. What your feelings on this arc are? Because I know you haven't liked Nami for the longest time. Oh my gosh, I feel so horrible. Actually, no, <laughs> I feel like it was intentional. Of course,、yeah. I feel like the way that they made her character from the jump was intentional. So I don't feel bad, but I do feel bad because I was hating on the poor girl, and <laughs> she was going through it. She's been psychologically manipulated, abused, just like. Oh my god! But、um, so episode thirty-one thir- is where this arc starts, and, and it ends on episode forty-five. For those of you who do not want to get spoiled, right? Basically, we follow Nami、um, to the village to, to her village park, to、yeah. her village, and、um, it's basically revealed to us that she's a pirate for.、Uh, Arlong. Yeah, she's part of his crew.、Mm-hmm. Was that a shock? That was a shock. I was like, wait, I thought this doesn't make any sense because it was. They kept doing this little like back and forth thing. At least for me, in the first few episodes, I'm not sure how long it lasted really, but it would be like she's actually a part of this crew, and but she saved Zoro, and we'll get into all that. And but she she's misunderstood, and、mm-hmm. like I was like, how are you misunderstood when you're literally a part of the crew that ruined your village and you know murdered somebody so close to you. But、um, she was definitely misunderstood. There was definitely a red herring in there.、Mm-hmm. I actually wrote that. I didn't.、Uh, I didn't notice that when I first watched it. There's this red herring that.、Um, so we we know her. That we know that her goal is to get a hundred million berry, I believe,、mm-hmm. and、um, she's getting it to buy this village. We find out, and there she she drew the village because she's a cartographer. She's a surveyor, as Netflix says. I hate Netflix I translation. I'm going to talk about that, but.、Um, She's a cartographer, and so the first island she ever drew was her island,、mm-hmm. and she wrote an X on 
Kokoyashi village where she's from. Mm-hmm. Basically, what the author led us to believe is that she wants to buy the village so that she can get the treasure underneath. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely that red herring that, oh, she's a horrible person and she betrayed right. Luffy and she's doing all this because of money and she even like left her mother for money. But like we start to see the cracks when she confronts everybody in the crew. She confronts them individually as well. Mm-hmm. So first Zoro and Zoro like tests her in his own way. So he's like banged up from Mihawk mm-hmm. and he jumps into the water to see if she'll save him because he's tied up. Mm-hmm. And she does save him. And so he's he he no he noticed the crack because Arlong said he's like, Oh, Nami's like an evil witch. Like she she like didn't care that her mother died right. for money. Right. Like she and then her face was like she, like, her eyes did that weird like, pink <laughs> thing where it's just like, oh, Like, no. she was very surprised that yeah. he said that. And so Zoro saw that, and he's starting to see that there's cracks in mm-hmm. this facade that she's made for herself in mm-hmm. front of Arlong and his crew. And so she interacts with Zoro first, and she saves him, basically. Um, and then she interacts with Usopp, I believe, and she stabs her own hand to save him. Right. And then she interacts with Luffy and the rest of them. Uh, she doesn't know Sanji's part of the crew or anything right. like that. So she interacts with Luffy and she's like, because they thought she killed Usopp or whatever. She's like, yeah, Luffy that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. which I loved about him. He was like, I don't know at this point how long it's been in their world, but he's known this girl for, I mean. A couple of days. Yeah, and he's like, no, she would never do that. And I'm like. Bro, how could you just say that? But he 100% trusted her. So, uh, yeah, they thought she killed Usopp, and he got all mad at uh, Johnny or Yosako, whoever told him. Mm -hmm. He's like, why? How dare you say that? And then she comes up, and she's like, yeah, what if I killed him? Like, I just played you guys for fools. And then Luffy's like, I'm going to sleep. And then another crack shows, and she starts yelling at him, and she's like, Whatever, if you want to die, then die. And she like le- like leaves in like like a tantrum. Basically, I she think had a tantrum. The earliest crack where like we saw the glimmer of you know her humanity or whatnot, even though she was a part of this um, pirate crew, was when that boy mm-hmm. whose father had died and he was on his way to Arlong Park to aven- avenge his father. And yeah, he was just crying and whatnot. And Nami just hit him upside his head <laughs> and told him get out of here. And she threw money at him and she was like leave like you are going to die what your father would want is for you to keep well she didn't say that specifically yeah i mean her sister did her sister was like oh yeah she has a sister were you surprised that she had like an actual family i mean when i saw her i kind of i automatically knew that she was like had something to do with nami right because I feel like they need that character to explain everything that mm-hmm. isn't Nami. Um, <laughs> no, Because Nami's not going to say anything. I mean, the entire time she was like, I don't know. Yeah, she, she has this. Herself. She has this facade, and mm-hmm. like she needs to keep it up, or else Arlong will take the ones that she loves. So. And I think honestly, before her breaking point too, she was so used to doing everything by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's years. very true. She was so used to just like carrying this burden of the whole village on her shoulders by herself and she didn't want to get anybody else in danger mm-hmm. so she didn't even tell Luffy even though he's Luffy and Zoro and all of them are super capable of handling it with her yeah but she just she's just so to. like traumatized mm-hmm. from like what happened to her 
And she's like, I don't like. She's trying to save all of them through exactly. these like separate interactions without breaking her facade, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And so she feels like everything's kind of like crumbling around her. And she's like, Oh, I've worked for for eight years, and like even Arlong wasn't gonna like keep his promise. Like we find oh out later. God. And I thought, I really thought, since they kept repeating, or he kept repeating, how he never breaks promises when it mm-hmm. concerns money. money. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, you know, they're gonna get out of this. The village is gonna be saved. Yada yada. Homeboy did not care. He, he did, did not. He bland it from the beginning that he was going to sabotage her, and it broke my heart. But yeah, she, I like was he's like, a pirate. He took advantage of an eight-year-old kid with a gift that mm-hmm. he could use. Like he says, like fishmen, they're good with the ocean, and they're better in the ocean actually. Mm-hmm. But they they can't make. They can read the ocean, but they can't make a graph out of it. Like right. she can, and so he respected that gift. Mm-hmm. What did he say? He's like, if humans are like vermin and rats, then Nami's like the cat. Like she's better evolved or whatever. He was a fish supremacist <laughs> for so long. Like he was like, this is my token human that I'm yeah. going to just keep in my fold. Exactly. But, so he's kind of yeah. like being hypocritical, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's he's like. He's a pirate, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Like, we see you that. You can't really expect anything different. But. I remember when we first saw the fishmen, when they were first revealed to us, you were like, oh, they're ugly. They're <laughs> so horrible to look at. Obviously, I got used to them, but I was yeah. like, ew, what am I looking at right now? But, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked the design. I've never seen... What do you think of, like, the species as a whole? A really interesting concept. Right. I love the concept. I it's so original to me. I've mm-hmm. never I mean when I thought when they were first talking about fishmen, when they were on their way to Nami, they were talking about Arlon Park and I mm-hmm. think Johnny was explaining it. Y- Yosaka was explaining Yosaka. So Yosaka's the guy with the shorts and the long overcoat. Oh, right. With the red like MMA helmet. Right. Yeah, um, he was explaining it to um uh, Luffy and Sanji. And they did not care. <laughs> Anyways, like, moving on. I don't think you caught it, but he said, there are seven warlords of the sea, Mm -hmm. and these seven warlords are the people who um, work for the government, but they're also pirates. So I've read A History of Pirates. Uh, It's called Under the Black Flag, if you want to read it. It's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool book. Um, And in it, there are two types of pirates. There's ones who, like, pillage and... um, destroy just like for fun and then there's those who work for other countries to pillage destroy just for those countries so for example if uh england had like beef with spain but they had like a a contract or like a what's it called like a peace treaty Mm -hmm. they had like a peace treaty with that country with spain Mm -hmm. they can't attack them but they can anonymously hire a bunch of pirates Uh, to go and attack these the spanish navy or spanish supplies or like anything that they don't like about spain basically so these that's i believe i'm I'm thinking that this is what these seven warlords are based on because you find out later that this is like a mutual relationship like the warlord gets doesn't have a bounty on their head they um uh, all they have to do is answer the call to the Marines anytime they need, and they, they get, like, a bunch of benefits mm-hmm. from being a pirate that works for the Marines. And a lot of pirates, like, hate them for that because they're like, oh, they're, like, the scum of the earth. They're, like, dogs for the Marines or whatever. Yeah. But these seven people are very powerful, and we find out that Mihawk is one of these seven people. Which I was surprised about. Yeah. I, thought, I saw Mihawk as, like, this honorable dude who's <laughs> just, like... I will help you, like, reach your goal. I mean, he didn't say all that, 
but you know, like the way he was actually treating Zoro with respect. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I was surprised by that. I think he's like under the Marines so that the Marines like don't bother him. Right. I think that's like, I don't know why. I not even where I'm at. We don't even know why he's part of the Shichibukai or the Seven Warlords of the Sea. Um, but what I would think, based on his, like, lazy demeanor, like, oh, did you wake him up from his nap? <laughs> like, he destroyed half your fleet? Um, I think he just doesn't want to be bothered by right. the Navy. Like, he knows he can take them, but he's just like... Don't bother me. Exactly. Yeah. And also, other he can handle other pirates, so he's just like, one less thing off my back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why. I don't know that why. That makes sense. That fits his character. Exactly. So, see, I'm just, like, that good. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just, like, boasting. Um, Anyways, and so the story is that one of these seven warlords, one of them's Mihawk, another one is a guy named Jimbei. Mm -hmm. And the Netflix adaptation, they spelled it J-I-M-B-E-I. Like, Jimbei. No, it's Jinbei. Like, (laughs) J-I-N-B-E-I. That pissed me off. I'm going to talk about... I'm going to have a rant about that later. As you should. Uh, So, one of of the Seven Warlords of the Sea is Jinbei. And he um, was a part of this crew called the Fishman Pirates. And um, they split up, like, a long time ago. And him and Arlong, specifically, they had a fight before... um, they left, or I don't know if it says they had a fight, or, like, they had, like, a disagreement of some sorts, and so they split the crew, and Jinbei became a seven war- one of the seven warlords, and Arlong came to East Blue, to because East Blue is, like, the weakest sea, as Mihawk said, so he's like, I'm going to conquer it, remember, if you remember, that's mm-hmm. what he said he wanted to do, and so he's kind of, like, protected a little bit from the Marines, because he's related to this guy who works for the world government, right. it's why they don't bother him a lot, mm-hmm. um, and even like you see when the marines do bother him like they like basically destroy him they destroy this marine fleet if you remember yeah, like the guy well that's like oh i'm an honorable was, guy yeah, <laughs> such super, a one note corner oh <laughs> the thing i love about like oda and the way he makes his characters is like they may just be in like one scene but or like you, one episode you understand their personality just so based well. on what they yeah. look like yeah and so like you remember how he looks like like with his weird beard and he's like oh i'm an honorable person because he like dresses all nice mm-hmm. um but then like they get defeated really quick Destroyed. by uh arlong's leaders as the netflix i don't know why they're calling them leaders they're just like I oh god should I just go into the rant right now yes (laughs) okay let's just say the fan subs that people who do this for like free online like illegally they do it better than people who are paid by Netflix to sub this I didn't even notice it just doesn't make any sense like for example um, uh, Nami, uh, no- Nami's sister, Nojiko, runs a tangerine farm. Right, you were explaining this to me. It's yeah, actual- but they're not actually tangerines because they're, they're a fruit called mikan, M-I-K-A-N, and, um... They, this fruit only exists in, like, Japan and that region, but to, like, translate it to, like, Western audiences, they said tangerine. They could have just said the Japanese word, and then if people were so interested, they could have just Googled it. No, the thing about the fan subs is that they, I remember there was one, when I was rewatching a while back, they did, like, an entire, like, introduction, like, before they started the episode, they put, like, a picture of Nami, like, after, like, one of the cover arts that Oda did while he was drawing drawing the arc, Mm -hmm. and they did, like, 
a full-on explanation of why they didn't translate it. They're like, oh, Mikan is a fruit that only exists in Japan, and we didn't want to translate it to tangerine because that wasn't right. It doesn't make sense um, because that's not, not what it is. Yeah. And then there's also another thing that they explained. They were like, we also don't translate the word nakama because it could mean comrade or friend, mm -hmm. but it's in Japanese, in the way Luffy uses it, and the crew uses it, they use it like a little bit more like intimate, like something more than friends, a little bit less than family. Right. So they didn't know how to translate that, so they just kept it Nakama. So when he yells like, you are my friend, in the fan sub, it says, you are my Nakama. Basically, they, they don't translate, and they that. explain it. But in the Netflix, Arlong's like, oh, she's my friend. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make any sense. Like, he wouldn't use that word. He's a pirate, ruthless pirate exactly. who kills people. Like, oh, you when he talks about his... Psychological warfare. When he talks fun. about his other fishmen that work for him, he's like, oh, these are my brothers. And I get that. Like, the, like black, like, you know, when black people are trying to... The civil rights, they're like, mm -hmm. oh, my brother, you know? Yeah. Like, that kind of idea of his specious, like, idea. Like, I'm not comparing, like, Black Lives Matter to white supremacy or anything yeah, like that but it's like <laughs> it's like it's the same idea yeah. you know like oh he's my brother because we're of the same race right mm -hmm. but like why would he call a human a human who he hates why would he call it her friend like maybe somebody that works under him maybe like in the fan sub he says she's my comrade which makes more sense because he's like use he's like manipulating that word into being like because you can't manipulate friend. Friend is like, oh, you're like my bro, exactly. you know, like that. But like comrade is like, oh, like I work with them, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm close with them you and I work with them. A professional sense. And he like twists that word. He's like, oh, she's my comrade. Like she works for me and I use her and mm -hmm. she's like useful. And like he doesn't understand that he's using that word wrong. And that's also like a character thing. But when they translate it to the Netflix, they're like, oh, she's my friend. It's like. No, <laughs> he doesn't think that way. Right. And that really makes me angry because, like, like they're spelling names wrong. They're getting translations wrong. And people are being paid to do this. And people who aren't being paid to do this, they do it better. Exactly. So, like, what's up, Netflix? Netflix, step up your game, man. <laughs> so that's the end of my rant <laughs> about subs and dubs. Oh, there's also, remember when I told you... Um, I told you about how when they do attack names, the in the fan sub, they like change the font so that it matches yes, the attack name. So for people. example, when Sanji says, um, what does he say? Muton shut shutto. It's like it's the the font is changed, so it's like Frenchy, and then also like the font is stylized, so it'd be like Sanji. So it's yellow, and then the outlines are like curly eyebrows oh, on some of the words. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you a picture later, but I really. The fan sub is better. I mean, they're more dedicated. They, they are. They're, they are more of a fan. Yeah. Netflix is like a conglomerate. It's, exactly. They don't they're care. They're doing it for the cash money. <laughs> yeah. So um, that just kind of like made me mad a little bit. And I wanted to, to mention that because it's always like made me mad. Like with all types of translation, not just like Japanese anime, but like... Um, I, I watch a bunch of shows in Spanish sub so that I can learn Spanish. And like whenever I ask my sister who's fluent in Spanish like a word, she's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like what's wrong with these people? She tells me that they hire different people for different episodes. So you basically have to translate it through what they think. And it's just... That's unprofessional. That's, that's not, dumb. Yeah. If you're trying to learn a language, 
And, like, different words are being used for the same word in English. Mm-hmm. Like, unless there's, like, a language barrier reason why you're using that word. Like, why don't you keep it accurate? Exactly. Like, you're paying these people to do this. Okay. End of my rant. Back to Nami's <laughs> arc. All rele- we are 20 minutes in, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All, like, really relevant information, though, so, I feel like. So, I'm going to have to keep that in mind for the Netflix um subs because i didn't even notice there was a problem obviously because i'm yeah. not like a huge like no yeah i'll keep you updated if anything like that happens i'll mm-hmm. i don't let the podcast know you guys because you guys deserve to know exactly. and netflix is trash Period. <laughs> hopefully we don't get thrown off the air for that <laughs> don't find us they won't find us okay so i think we need to talk about nami's backstory like in detail okay. what did you think i okay so a few things like I've, I noticed about Nami was she is a lot stronger and like committed to the people she cares about than I gave her credit for. We obviously didn't, or at least I didn't see that when she was just with Luffy and the crew because again, like I'm still stuck on how she left Zoro in the oil, <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. I just felt like, you know, the previous episodes before this arc, it showed us that she was disconnected from the crew. And I understand that now because she had to keep a level of disconnect mm-hmm. for her to go back to the village and do what she needed to do. Right. But the fact that to her, in her eyes, the villagers didn't know what was going on. She thought that they hated her. She thought that they completely just saw her a part of Arlong. And this entire time, they knew and they they understood the pain she was going through and they were secretly rooting for her. Um, and even before then people that she thought hated her she was still taking care of in a sense you know um and i think that just speaks volumes of her character how she was taking care of people who she legitimately thought hated her for eight years um i also noticed how um bellamare bellamare is her um adoptive mother and I noticed how she picked up a lot of traits of hers. Right. Like, she was, um, there was, during the flashback episodes, we saw that Bellamere would hide her, you know, struggle or whatnot like, from the kids. And she'd right. Be like, oh, I'm on a diet. That's why I don't have a plate. Yeah, because they were poor. Mm-hmm. That's very, like, a main theme in this arc. Like, money, ver- money like, like, money versus being happy. Death. Yeah. Money versus being happy versus life versus death, basically. Yeah. And so it, it served a huge part of Nami's life from the get-go. And that's why I think she automatically resorted into making an agreement with Arlong. But I feel like the reason why she jumped into that agreement so fast was because she has been conditioned to believe that money was a solution, a cure-all for all her problems. Right, and it's also, she's like 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, she was 10. And that, it just broke my heart. But we saw how she picked up a lot of things from um, Bellamare. Bellamare, where... Even after Arlong basically told her, oh, we'll restart the money after it was like seized and whatnot, she went back into the village and while she was running there, she was like crying and just so heartbroken, obviously. But by the time she reached the villagers, she forced a smile on her face and she was like, guys, it's going to be okay, you know, like, it's going to be fine. I've been doing this for eight years. I can do it again. It's no problem. And I was like, I want to hold you. Like, this is so sad. Like, nobody has to go through that. Nobody should go through that and we also find out about her dream um her dream is to draw a map of the entire world Uh, and this goes hand in hand with what you were saying last episode where a lot of 
the crew or all the crew members' dreams go hand in hand with Luffy's, Luffy's and that's why they're going down the same path. And I was so happy to see that when they mentioned that was Nami's plan because I was like, now she she can go and you know live out her dream without having to, you know, be stuck in a, such a horrible state of mind. Right. Um, and we also discover that she was raised by a marine. Yes, what, yes. Did you that think was that was surprising to me in a way? Because, um, I don't know, maybe that's... I thought when they first mentioned that, I thought, okay, well, I mean, maybe that's why she has this hatred against pirates, but obviously that was because of Ar- Arlong. But um, I love that. It was the first Marine that we saw that was a good person. Yeah. Like, a legit... Other than, like, Kobe. Yeah. And Kobe was just starting off, so maybe he'll get corrupt in the future. I don't know. But um, she was... That's actually a really funny thought. (laughs) Imagine Kobe as a bad guy. Oh, my God. That's actually hilarious. Like, what damage could he do? You know? But, um... (laughs) But, no, Belmar was the first like actualized experienced marine Mm -hmm. that we saw that was a really good person and when she came home with the two babies or when she oh when uh what was her name again Najiko when she was carrying Nami and she was like I don't even know who this child is like I'm just carrying her I was crying this was the first arc that I've cried this was the first I was bawling my eyes out the entire time. I just couldn't stop. But that moment broke me when she was about to die. Her life was about to just be, like, released from her. That was such a weird way of saying she was about to die. But Netflix is trash. <laughs> and then she saw the two kids. And she mm-hmm. was just like, I life know my brought- life purpose. Yeah. And I'm like, that's beautiful. And right. that's wonderful. And... Uh, and the way the village oh my god besides the uh was it yes the syrup village besides the syrup village this was the best village we've ever seen they are just filled with beautiful people like oh my god when nami and her sister would be running down the street and they would be like oh we just love seeing those two girls happy oh i'm like this is so cute i'm like tearing up just thinking okay i just want to say one last thing before we end the episode today Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the fact that I didn't notice this the first time. Like, I keep saying that, but mm-hmm. so many things when you rewatch it, like, this is my, like, maybe 10th time rewatching yeah. the series. And I did not notice this at the, either of the other times I've rewatched it. Mm-hmm. And it was the fact that, um, Arlong, like, put a price on kids. Kids were, like, $500 and adults were $1,000. Right. And they had to pay a tribute, basically, to him. He's like, if you can't pay the tribute, you die, mm-hmm. basically. And um, Bellamare only has $1,000 on her. And she has two kids. But the registry hasn't registered that she has two kids. And so um, the other adults in the village, I can't remember his name, Gensan, Gensan yes. and the doctor, they were like, we have a plan. You pay $1,000 for yourself and Nojiko Nami escape on a boat right. and run away basically and so um bella mare is putting in her head she's like thinking about it and arlong is about to leave after that he gets the money from her but then like, she's nah, like I can't lie. nah i can't lie about having my two kids i have mm-hmm. two she's like who said that money was for me it's for my two kids and so they come and they cry and they have that scene and mm-hmm. we can talk about that next episode um, but what I find really interesting is that afterwards they find out that all the boats for the to the island are destroyed, basically. Mm-hmm. And because she was a seasoned marine, she knew that pirates did this, that they destroyed boats, like all the types of transportation so that people didn't oh. leave 
the island so that they can get all the treasure for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like she knew that this would happen. That's why she sacrificed herself for them. Right. And I'm seeing like a pattern with all their backstories. Like there's some sort of sacrifice to the next generation so that they can thrive and make them prosper. Mm-hmm. I wrote down here my notes. I said most backstories are about sacrifice slash like legacy Mm -hmm. like what do you want to bring to the future like what are you willing to sacrifice so that this kid can become a better person in the future Mm -hmm. and with luffy it was shanks he was willing to sacrifice his arm with um zoro it was kuina's life like she didn't sacrifice it per se but that like propelled him Mm -hmm. to go and be on like this dead set path Mm -hmm. to becoming the way swordsman (laughs) <laughs> and uh, with Nami's backstory, it was Bellamere sacrificing her life for her children so that they can have happier times. Like what she told the village and what she told her kids was, if, if you could smile through the hard times, after the hard times, you can smile twice as hard. And uh, uh, there's also the fact that um, Usopp didn't have his father in his life and his mother died at a very young age. So mm-hmm. he missed he missed out on that experience of growing up with a family. And Yasop definitely sacrificed a life with a family. Like, you can tell that he thinks well of his family because when he was talking to Luffy, um, he, he was like. bragging about Usopp mm-hmm. and mentioning him. Oh, I have a son your age. <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff. Um, and then there's also um, with Sanji, it's uh, Zeth's leg and the fact that he couldn't pursue his dream of finding the all blue, but he gave that dream to Sanji when he sacrificed his leg for him. And um, I just think that all these things are super interesting because I keep seeing it over and over again. Like this fact that they, the adults in these people's lot in at least Luffy's crew's lives, mm-hmm. they have sacrificed either their lives or something important to them to propel so, a younger generation. Yeah, so that their legacy can keep going. And so it's very interesting that I get to see that. Like, even though I've rewatched the series, like, so many times that I haven't, that hasn't clicked in for me, except now. It helps that you're take like, I take notes and, like, I notice all these things. Because you're actually, like, looking for things to, like, talk about, too. Right. Which really helps me actually appreciate this show, too. I feel like if I was watching this show, like, leisurely, I'd be like, oh, that was a really cool episode. But now I'm, like, looking more in depth at characters, trying to see, like, what stands out in this episode compared to the others and that really makes you appreciate it a lot more Mm -hmm. and i also i have a youtube channel where i release this podcast shameless pug by the way it's called aflam gangster (laughs) a f l a m gangster and aflam means movies in arabic and basically i and i try and analyze movies and tv shows and books that i really like on this youtube channel i've only released one analysis and a couple of vlogs um, the little one announces about Black Panther. Um, but hopefully in the future I'll release a lot more videos. Like, for example, I'm, I want to release a video about um, when I was watching Spider-Man Far From Home. There was a scene in there that reminded me of scene from One Piece and I compare and contrast the two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this other video that I want to do like about legacy and sacrifice because like this, the fact that I listed this down in One Piece, it reminded it. I've begun to notice as I've gotten older that a lot of the adult fiction that I read, it includes like sacrifice or like legacy from the older generation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the fiction that I read has that and I want to explore that a little bit more in depth. So I think I'm going to make like a really long video about it, (laughs) basically. So um, (laughs) if you guys want to, if you guys prefer YouTube over Spotify, I also post this podcast on there. Uh, The the name is Eflam Gangster. 
Um, and I'm also gonna do a bunch of analysis videos, hopefully in the future. Oh, yeah. yeah, shameless plug. Check it out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're gonna end this episode here with Nami's backstory. We're gonna go a little bit in depth next episode on He's a Rubber What. what?